0: Hello and welcome to Community Conversations with Haven and East Thames Mind, hosted by our community team.
1: Yeah, it's really, really inspiring. Actually, it makes me want to do more, um, like social action, get more involved with my local community. We know actually, sport and exercise and physical activity is really good for our mental well-being. There are some absolutely amazing charities, campaigners, and individuals out there. There's so many different forms of mental ill health and they all impact every individual differently. Ensuring that you've got um, teammates around you who you feel comfortable sharing that with and sharing your voice with and getting that support gathered around you. I wanted the chance to pay back into the local branch, into the charity, so someone else who may unfortunately find themselves in the position I was in, you guys would be there ready to support them.
0: If you'd like to find out more about our well-being or crisis services, you can visit easthancemind.org. Make sure to subscribe to Community Conversations with Havant and East Hance Mind to stay up to date with new episodes. Hello and welcome to Community Conversations and to this episode. I'm delighted to say that we're joined by Lucy today, who is our Adult Service Contract Lead here at Having an East Hands Mind. We're going to be talking a little bit about our services and how you can access them. We're also going to be talking about following on from National Stress Awareness Day on the 2nd of November, stress awareness and some of the things that we can do to support our own well-being and manage our own stresses. So big thank you to Lucy for coming on and sharing her insights and her knowledge with us today. I hope you enjoy this episode. Here's our conversation. Lucy, it's really nice to sit down and have an opportunity to talk with you today. How is your week and how's your well-being at the moment?
1: Hi Mike, yeah, thank you for having me today. i um... I mean, we're at Tuesday now and it's been quite a busy week full of meetings so far, actually, Um, a lot of back to back meetings, but it's all productive stuff. So it's good. Um, I'm just very cold this morning because I'm sat in a very cold room in the house. so I've just got lots of layers and jumpers. I'm trying to have slippers and everything I can to keep me warm. <laughs>
0: like we're both sort of one step away from throwing a hood on, I think. It's, it's yes. getting, it quite it's quite chilly. Um, that's, it's really interesting to hear everything cut quite busy and moving I think kind of coming into that winter period and it's good for people to know that there's, there's things happening within services as well um, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the services that we offer um, but first up we've recently had um, Stress Awareness Day on the 2nd of November and there will have been some messages and things that people have seen um, either online or in conversations that they've been having. Um, how how have you kind of engaged with some of those conversations or how do you think stress fits into some of the things that we do?
1: Um, I think you know stress is always going to be there it's always around there's always different circumstances times of year different events and things going on always that are going to cause stress but I just think given the current climate that we're in at the moment you know with energy bills rising and the cost of living rising and you You know, the financial worries and things that people are having, that's definitely increased stress. And it's something that we've seen an increase in in our services here as well. Um, So it's just about trying to support people, manage that, really, and just giving them the tools and techniques to help manage it a little. And even if it's not the practical side of things, you know, we can't unfortunately give them more money. If we could, we'd love to. (laughs) Um, you know we'd love to provide practical support but I think being able to provide the emotional support and helping somebody just ease some of those symptoms a little bit and yeah so we, you know it, we have seen an increase in it but it's nice to be able to, to watch somebody almost de-stress in front of you or on the phone you know they might call or attend into the service you know feeling very stressed and very overwhelmed can't kind of see a way forward and it's always nice to be able to have that conversation with somebody and give those tools and uh, kind of watch them almost de-escalate and de-stress in front of you so yeah it does work
0: that's really good to hear I think if if there are people that are listening to this episode as well and are maybe struggling with stress or starting to notice some things um particularly as we kind of going into winter months are there things that they can maybe do or that they should be looking out for or things that they can access that would be useful for that
1: Mm, yeah so stress presents in so many different ways in the body and it can cause some really awful symptoms actually um lots of physical symptoms um that people may um put down to you know a physical illness or uh, maybe anxiety or or worry that something's going on in the body um So when we are stressed, we release um, stress hormones into our body, adrenaline and cortisol. Um, And those, unfortunately, just cause some really unpleasant symptoms. Um, They make your heart race. um, They make you breathe faster. They can cause tense muscles, might feel a bit hot and sweaty, difficulty concentrating, headaches, difficulty sleeping, etc., um, and it kind of goes back to caveman times when um, our jobs as, as humans then where the ma- male role was almost to go out and get food and go and be the hunter gatherer to provide for the family and the, the female or the, the mother sort of um, role was to look after the cave and protect the young and kind of that protective role. Um, And back then, when we were faced with a a predator or faced with fear or faced with a stressor, um, our bodies would go into the fight or flight response um, and all those hormones would be released into the body. And it was almost to protect us and help us (laughs) with the fight. Um, And so we would get all of those awful symptoms in our body. But um, our hearts beat faster to pump more blood around the body um we sweat to cool us down we breathe faster so we could get some more oxygen in to help our muscles um and then with our bowel and our bladder that's where the term worry guts comes from so when people um are under stress and the hormones released in the body the the body almost thinks right now I don't need you, you're of no use to me, you're only going to weigh me down, you're not going to help me in this situation and so your body empties which is why people empty their bowel and their bladder a lot more when they're stressed. So it can cause some really distressing symptoms but it's just important to know that it it is natural it's just that our brains haven't quite caught up with the fact that we're not cavemen anymore (laughs) we don't need to protect ourselves in that way Um, but it's just some symptoms to notice that when you are noticing that in your body it probably is a sign that you're experiencing a bit too much stress you know a little bit of stress can be useful it can help us you know, be productive and motivate us and get us to um, get tasks and things done. So not all stress is bad. But I think that when we start to experience those unpleasant symptoms, it's a sign that we're experiencing a little bit too much stress. And that's the time to sort of intervene and then uh, practice those kind of stress relief techniques and things.
0: That's great. Thank you so much for kind of sharing that insight as to how um, stress can work for people and also maybe explaining why we have some of those reactions that we're not really sure of or that we can't control so in some of the community training that we've done in some of the conversations that Lorna's had before with other guests or with some of the sports clubs that she works with we've sometimes used the example of uh, a stress bucket and different things that can help people kind of uh, work with their stress or manage their stress. Um, is that an example that you've used and how how do you explain it? Because I know it's sometimes explained slightly differently depending on how the practitioner uses that example.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I really love the stress bucket analogy actually, um, but I always explain it as a water butt. So like the water butt that's in your garden that collects your rain water. Um, and you can't see in the water, but you can never see in it, you know, it's got a lid on. And the first you'll know that it's overflowing is when water's erupting out the top. So you, you'll never see how much water's in there. You don't see it filling up, you just know it's full because everything's pouring out everywhere. Um, And I think that's the same for us sometimes, is that we don't always recognize how much water is filling up inside us or how much stress is filling up inside us. And that's, you know, a variety of different things. So there'll always be a baseline in there because that's previous experiences, that's past trauma, that's, you know, things that have happened in our lives that have kind of set that base there. it, and, you know, may always be there. It may be that that never leaves our water, but, but it's just important to be mindful that that will always be there in the bottom. And then it's our daily stresses and it's our weekly sort of things that come along and it's, you know, workload, illness, um, deadlines, unclear expectations, money worries family issues lack of sleep etc and you know these all come in and they're the water drops that add in and build that that bucket up and then the first thing you'll notice is when it overupts over and that comes out in so many different ways it can come out as anger you know you could be snappy and irritable and, and shout or be snap at somebody um and not really know where it's come from or you may feel very emotional and you know burst into tears or feel anxious and get very panicky and you think where earth's that just come from it's been there all along it's kind of been sat there on the edge waiting it's just taken that one last little drop that's come in and made it overflow um and then on the side of the water but is that little valve that you can let the water out go and water your plants in your garden um and that is your self-care daily self-care that's your problem solving techniques that's um, your coping strategies, that's your support network, that's um, whatever it is that's helping you manage those stresses every day. Um, it's really, really important that we do practice self-care each day. I think it's about 20 minutes is advised every day to take time out for yourself. Make sure that you do have a toolbox there available to you when your stress levels do rise, if that's going up for a walk in nature, spending time with a pet, having a nice bubble bath, um, taking part in an in interest or hobby of yours. Um, Using that support network around you, using problem-solving, um, look at solutions available to you, um, and it's just really, really important that that's done. It's just, you know, be mindful of that stress does build up, and it's you know prevention's better than cure. So instead of waiting for it to get to the point where it's become so apparent that, as we spoke about earlier, you're getting those really awful symptoms in the body, it's just keeping on top of it each day to prevent that bucket from building up.
0: You've clearly got lots of knowledge around supporting people and mental health. Um, are you able to tell people just a little bit about your background and what you do um, at Haven't An East Ham's Mind?
1: Mm, yeah, so I've actually worked in the mental health sector for... 14 years now um, in a variety of different um, roles and different settings, um, and then I came to have an at least tense mind almost six years ago now, um, started out as a wellbeing practitioner in our adult wellbeing team, um, and then moved to do some workplace wellbeing, supporting um, staff in workplaces with their wellbeing. Then I moved into a peer support coordinator role uh, looking after our peer supporters and helping them with their peer support journeys and supporting our service users um, and then I became um, manager of our adult safe haven which is our um, out of hours crisis service and now I'm the adult contract lead so I oversee our adult well-being team, our adult safe haven, and our Harbour project, which is our crisis peer support service.
0: Well, it feels like a real journey you've been on with those mental health services and um, lots of different options and different ways for people to, to come and access some of those, I'm sure. If someone was interested in coming to access one of our services, whether it's because of stress or some other concern or worry... How, how would they kind of best do that?
1: So, our adult wellbeing team um, is a recovery based service for people who would like some support with their wellbeing. It may be you know, with stress or anxiety, depression, building self esteem, etc. And in that, they will receive an assessment and from that, build a recovery plan looking at what goals they'd like to achieve moving forward what things they like to work on, some areas of support they may have. And <laughs> sorry. That's okay. Sorry, dog. <laughs> barking at the postman, I think. An example of how stress can come into our everyday lives at any time in the form of a pet barking.
0: <laughs> it can't all be cuddles. <laughs>
1: Oh, no, it can't be. No, it definitely can't be. (laughs) Um, Where was I? Yeah, accessing the team so they can um, attend workshops, uh, courses around different wellbeing topics, uh, peer support groups they'll get regular check-ins, regular reviews etc um, and they can self-refer, so there's an option on our website, there's an um, online self-referral form, they can just uh, complete that online and submit it uh, if they feel they'd like to come do it in person, they can pop along to our centre at the Harbin Park Parade and see a practitioner there and, and do a referral. Um, Alternatively, they can email us or phone us. So um, lots of options to refer and that's all on our website. And then our adult safe haven is our out of hours crisis service. And that's for anybody aged 18 plus in self defined crisis. So crisis looks very different to everyone. Um, And it's whatever really has got that person to break in point and just feeling very overwhelmed and just needing an outlet really. Um, And that's open 6pm to 10pm, seven days a week, and there's no appointment necessary for that. They can drop in um, face to face again at the Harbin Park Parade, or they can call us over the telephone and receive support over the phone as well. Um, And in that, they'll then receive um, support for whatever has kind of brought them along that evening or, or led them to call, um, just receive some um, sort of tools and techniques around managing whatever it is that's going on for them. We can do safety planning. We also have inclusion, uh, drug and alcohol recovery services. We're lucky to have a um, recovery worker each night on shift as well. So we can support with your diagnosis, um, they can support in terms of getting the referred into inclusion. And we also have a member of Southern Health Crisis Team available on shift two. So if we feel that anybody does require an assessment or does need that little bit more of intensive support, then we can also refer them into that team. So it's a really, really valuable, useful service, actually, in terms of sort of multi-agency working. Um, and then we have the Harbour, which um, is a peer support crisis team. So that's people of lived experience being able to offer uh advice and guidance and inspire people through using their own sort of experience in their journey and recovery of mental health and that's a phone telephone based service and a text service as well Um, and again that's available on our our website so yeah three really good services there for adults to access at all different stages in their journey and their recovery really.
0: That's really good thank you thank you for sharing that I think it's really good to hear there's lots of different Routes for someone to access a service and come into that, like you say, whether it's physically in person, over the phone, email, online, there's lots of different ways to, to do that. And lots of different services now for people to access, depending on kind of what they're experiencing. Um, I think one of the other things would be nice to to hear from you around um, the other options that are, are open to people. So, obviously, we're covering the um, we Haverford Borough East Hampshire District. We have some services that are wider than that that cover Hampshire as well. If someone's listening and they're kind of just outside of our kind of community bubble, um, are there other services or places that you would signpost to for for people to kind of look at or check out?
1: Yeah, um, I guess looking at, you know, talking therapy services. So within Hampshire, we have iTalk. Outside of that, I know there's talking change um, for more the Portsmouth District, Portsmouth area um there's a lot of online services really as well there's lots that can be found online in terms of mental health support um whether that's um supporting with debt maybe with finances that'd be citizens advice bureau um whether it is drug and alcohol you know inclusion is everywhere all <laughs> over the country so wherever you are you can still access a recovery hub um and then we've got um samaritans which is out of hours um support i guess just look you know there will be a mind out there somewhere near somebody so wherever you are in the world or no not in the world or wherever you are in the country say <laughs> Um, it's just about having a look online and seeing where your nearest mind is, where your nearest um, well-being centre is, what the local IAP talking therapy service is, local peer support groups, local community groups, online support groups, online forums, it's just really about connecting and that's just not with professionals, that's Um, sort of building your social network and building your social support circle because I just think it's really important to have not just professional support but to have you know those meaningful connections with others around you as well in your community.
0: That's amazing thank you for sharing it I think yeah it's really valuable to have those different options for people to to look at and consider Um, it's been really interesting to hear your insights around Uh, stress awareness and stress education I think really more than uh, more than awareness there Um, and also a little bit more about some of the services that we offer and kind of how you fit within some of that as well so thank you for coming on today and sharing some of your your knowledge and your insights
1: no worries yeah it's really really inspiring actually it makes me want to do more um, like social action get more involved with my local community. We know actually sport and exercise and physical activity is really good for our mental wellbeing. There some absolutely amazing charities, campaigners and individuals out there. There's so many different forms of mental ill health and they all impact every individual differently. Ensuring that you've got um, teammates around you who you feel comfortable sharing that with and sharing your voice with and getting that support gathered around you i wanted the chance to pay back into the local branch into the charity so someone else who may unfortunately find themselves in the position i was in you guys would be there ready to support them
0: if you'd like to find out more about our well-being or crisis services you can visit easthampsmind.org make sure to subscribe to community conversations with haven and EastHance mind to stay up to date with new episodes